This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. And then we're well into a discussion about impeachment where I, even though I don't buy into this as what you see is what you get, it's still making me mad. And I'm usually completely above partisan politics, but this has dragged me down into the mud. So I'm happy for you to talk me out of that or chime in 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. And in the meanwhile, my producer Binkley is here. You want to read a tweet or two and then we'll go to the Coles. Yeah, I have a tweet from at DWB who says, you two put the fun in dysfunctional media. Thanks for taking the doom and gloom away from this circus. At first, I thought we were the dysfunctional media. Maybe we're dysfunctional in a good way, but I don't think so. I think that we're the only ones who are sane in uh, a lot of the of mainstream. Of because course. I don't think that what you see is what you get is a sane position here. So, oh, but he probably likes our podcast, which we do every day. If you're if you are interested in a little dose of sanity every single day, we do 30 minutes of up to the minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. You can find it at thepropreport.com or under propaganda report in all the podcast feeds. But it's great. We do it every day, hopefully by drive time. People love it. So you can get a lot of the detail that we can't always get into on just three in three hours a week, although we do try. And the benefit, though, of being here on WSB is it's a great place and we get to take calls from locals in the community. Or if you're not local, you can still call 404-872-0750. I'm going to go to Lisa. Lisa, you are on with Monica. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Monica. Um, one, I want to just put in something. Um I don't really give a hoot about Hillary. She's probably with her grandchildren today. But the caller earlier said she didn't show up to a subpoena. I watched her testify for hours and watched Trey Gowdy sweating like he was overdosing on meth or something. So you didn't correct him on that. She did I, show I don't up. even know what he's talking about. Like, I just, I'm not getting into that. I'm not talking about that today, but I'm happy to hear your views on impeachment. Well... I believe that Trump is not above the law. He's behaving as he as if he is going from anywhere to where Jared and his daughters in there, Rudy, the money from Saudi Arabia. We just lost. What? Three let's guys. let's talk about. I I think that he is. I think that he has been involved in shady dealings many times. I absolutely do. So I want to know what you're specifically talking about, so that. You know, I just want to understand if your perspective is the same as mine or whatever. Just give us your perspective. What is it that he did? I believe he should law? be impeached. I wish he would resign. I wish he would go away. He on what grounds? Country. Impeached on what grounds? I what think is the it? phone call with the Ukraine president was terrible. I do believe he's guilty. Guilty I, of what? Let's get specific. I really want to talk campaign, about Campaign trying to take out his opponent. He didn't ask. There's a part of that. If you watched it, he did not. They really find the dirt that he just wanted them to say they were investigating. I have a question for you. Do you think that Biden would have been his strongest opponent in a 2020 presidential election? I do. But so you I think wish Biden was the only one I mean, who could have beaten him? Huh? Amy Gugachard, but you know, but yeah, I do believe that that was this is the strongest one. Yes. 
See, I don't think so. I, that's the that is the fundamental. Who do you problem. think is? Uh, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is not running. Not yet, right? Is the door closed? No, but I think like if she's a VP on the ticket, whoever she oh, is. Oh, I with. believe that. I believe if Biden picks Stacey, you know, I used to believe it was Kamala, and I heard y'all talking about some things, and I have some issues now with Kamala. Um, but um, and not because of the color of one's skin, because I believe Stacey is very passionate, and she will get the message out there. And you know, uh, Biden, he is a good man. Um, I do believe that. And I don't believe he would get us into trouble. Um, but he is old, but Trump's old too. And Trump's getting us into trouble. Okay, and so I have a big problem with the Saudi Arabia thing, you know, what Saudi Arabia first. thing. And then I got to move on. Gad, what's the Our Saudi guys Arabia? didn't kill three of them in Florida at the um, base. And that where... has to do with Trump. Oh Yeah. Why? Yeah, the money that has gone, and then him coming out and talking great about the prince and offering the families money and all this, that's bull crap. That goes back to 9-11. Same kind of crap. And it's funny because Rudy, back then, wouldn't accept money from Saudi Arabia. All right, when you're getting me all down in the weeds, Lisa, and I'm afraid you're going to go all uh, blue. But I, I want to I I want to address talk, some of the things for hours that, yeah, no, I'm sure. I want to address some of the things that you said. And I, and I see, this is where I fundamentally think that there's something else going on than there's more to this than what meets the eye. And that is, I don't think Biden is a strong candidate. Giuliani supposedly was out, was over in Ukraine working against Biden months before it was even clear that Biden was going to run. So I feel like this narrative isn't quite right. And I think that what's actually happening over there, which I touched on earlier, is Kolomoisky is an oligarch who owned private bank and some of the documents say that he's the one who really owns Burisma right now and private bank and Burisma shared a an address in Cyprus. So it seems like they are closely linked earlier this year, pri private bank, which was nationalized by the Ukraine government and had to be bailed out because of malfeasance on the part of Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky, he was the guy who created Zelensky, kind of like the way people don't realize Jeff Zucker created Trump. He Zucker was the boss for Apprentice, where Trump honed his skills as an actor. And Kolomoisky owned the media company where Zelensky was a TV star. So you have to assume they have a strong relationship. Maybe you don't have to assume Zucker and Trump have a strong relationship, although CNN is stronger than ever. But Kolomoisky wants he's actually has the audacity to say he wants private bank or to be compensated for it. It was threatening the solvency of the entire country when it was nationalized. And he has the nerve to say that Ukraine owes him $2 billion. And that issue is not resolved. So the IMF has withheld funding to Ukraine until that issue is resolved. And Burisma, in my, I think there's a good chance Burisma is part of that. So recently, Parliament asked Zelensky to investigate Burisma, and Zelensky said no because of all the stuff that's going on here. But in my mind, that... What Biden was doing, I've done a lot of research on Biden, on Hunter Biden, on his dealings in Ukraine and China, his partnership with Whitey Bulger's nephew, uh, Chris Hines, John Kerry's stepson, Devin Archer, who was a convicted fraudster until a friend of the Mueller report overturned his conviction. So there is a lot 
there that looks like corruption to me on the part of Biden. So I think Biden was not a strong candidate and that this stuff was going to come out anyway. And I don't think it would have been in Trump's favor to hit him below the knees before he even got the nomination. It would have made more sense if if Trump was really trying to use this to win the election for him to wait for Biden to get the nomination and then hit him with all this stuff. I just don't think this story holds together. And what's what's more, the impeachment itself, this article, the House Judiciary Committee, they are basing a lot of their message to the public in justification on hearsay and in some cases stuff that is totally untrue. And there is a dispute among between Ivanovich, the ambassador who was supposedly at the heart of, of a lot of this, and she was actually mentioned in that call, and Lutsenko, the Ukraine prosecutor that Biden actually had installed. So there is a dispute there, and we're going to play some clips of Lutsenko countering Ivanovich's testimony, saying that she was perjuring herself in Congress, and he did not appear in Congress. There was no counter argument here. So for me, I feel like the entire story does not hold together. And yet we're completely distracted by these surface issues, by these personalities, by this stuff without substance, when real investigation should be underway. Let's really investigate the Biden thing. Let's really investigate the Burisma thing. And then separately, you can still inve- you can still proceed against Trump and you can probably get him on the subpoena stuff if there is an underlying. You know, that's the thing is that they can always get you on something if you don't cooperate, even with a witch hunt. That's where this gets a little tricky. But I feel like there that this story does not hold together and that just that level of analysis probably gave half the people who are following impeachment tired head because it has so much it, it just has content which in 14 hours of testimony on Thursday, I don't. I think there was less content than I just gave you in a minute and a half. So, but we're going to play some clips to back this up so you can make your own judgment on how the media is handling this stuff and what some of the facts might be behind the scenes here. So stay tuned for that. Binkley's going to bring some really show-stopping clips, I think. And you can feel free to call. Let's let's keep the conversation going. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Let's keep getting some calls, and then we're going to switch to the deeper dive with Binkley at the bottom of the hour, 404-872-0750. Let me go to Travis. Travis, you are on with Monica. How are you doing, Travis? Hey, Monica. How are yeah. you doing? You're on. Great. Uh, I don't want to keep much of your time, but uh, I was just wanting to just call in and mention, because I just stumbled upon this broadcast, because I didn't know you were out there, how uh, refreshing it is to find someone out there that's just not, you know, it's just left versus right, and then they got the, you know, the sunglasses on where they can't see, you know, anything farther beyond what they're told in the news, and, and you know, they don't know how to think for themselves or connect dots or that, or just one question why things happen or, or go deeper than, you know, the surface. And I just wanted to say, you know, uh, I appreciate it, and, um, you know, it, it's hard to find anyone other than, let's say, someone you know like Alex Jones at Infowars.com or Bandai Video that 
you know, I mean, you don't necessarily have to agree with them, but at least, you know, there's more and more people out there that are asking the right questions. Yeah, thank you so much, Travis. And I do think that it's harder and harder to come by that in the mainstream, as they say that we're getting more and more polarized left and right. In fact, I believe that the really important stuff is kind of converging in that we have this USMCA globalist trade deal now. We have unprecedented debt. Trump suspended the sequester. I mean, these these are things that we can all join together and dig into if we aren't totally bamboozled by the left-right paradigm. But that's not to say that that people don't have their hearts in the right place. And I do love to hear... Uh, genuine defense and criticism of the two-party thing. And so I want to take a couple more calls. Alan, Sonny, I'm going to get to both of you. I'm going to start with Alan, was waiting longer. Hey, Alan, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And so I'm going to try to make this concise for you as I can. So I've worked and lived in D.C. during the Clinton era. Can you hear me? Yeah, keep going. Okay. And so I worked at a very, very prominent health club there. I'm fortunate. I'm not for money. I didn't grow up that way. I've just had a lot of fortunate opportunities. So long story short, a couple of highlights while I was there, and then I'll get to my point. Um, I worked around the top 2% of wealth in the nation in Fairfax County, McLean, Virginia. Uh, I can tell you I'll throw names just because one of the members was Frank Carlucci, the former National Security Advisor, Ronald Reagan. What was he? He was also the... Uh, can't think of it to Portugal right now. You have can't one to- minute, Alan. One okay. minute. I'm so, sorry to say. So either side, I don't care which it is, right? It's all about money and power. It, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, quid pro quo things. is the norm. Yeah, it's the norm. I don't, you know, anybody that thinks the otherwise is kidding themselves. Yeah, I right? was and so when, thinking that. Go yeah, keep going. You got another half minute go. Okay, so, so you know, I'm sure Donald Trump has done some shady things. And what I found of interest, I read all the time. I also wrote a paper on my MBA that I predicted that he wouldn't, would win the presidency and I can make it available because, you know, I'm not lying. So anyway, that um, and I am a Trump fan, but I don't always agree with him. And I just read an article, wanted to get your take. This may be a ploy for the Senate to actually get him out because of all the elitists. It may not go the way he wants it to when it gets to the Senate. And I just thought it was a really yeah, interesting angle. It might. Would you tweet that at me, Alan? Tweet it at Monica Perez Show. And uh, I'll check it out, retweet it, give you my take on it. I would love that. Thank you very much. Sonny, hang on. I'll get you right after the break. And anybody else wants to call 800-WSB-TALK, this is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at 95.5 WSB. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator? On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. I want to take one last call. Sonny, you've been waiting. And then we have got to dig into these smoking gun clips. Binkley stayed up all night to cut them, and I'm dying to hear them. So thank you, Binkley. And what do you got to say? Sonny, you are on with Monica. Monica, thank you so much for everything that you do. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your show. And a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. You, too. I was fortunate enough to uh, grow up with a dad who had the, encamp- the encampability to uh, 
boil things down to its 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 root. Uh, he started off, and I'll, I'll make this quick. He started off as the uh, mailboy in a national uh, insurance company, and landed up vice president twenty forty two years later. And one of the things he taught me was faith, family, and country. But in my company, I've been very blessed and, and very fortunate guy to build a national company, an owner of one. And one of the principles he taught me in dealing with people was this, that what you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. So I guess my question to you and the listeners is that regardless, Trump, uh, remove the name, what other president in the history of this country has done more for the people in this country? I like Harding and Coolidge. And they did more by doing less. Ah, say that again. I like Harding and Coolidge, and I think they did more by doing less. So Harding they was did set more up. by doing less. Yeah, so oh, Harding that's was set very up interesting. the way Hoover was set up. So they had a big crash in the uh-huh. market, and they were going to use that to usher in a lot of controls. And Harding said, I ain't doing it. I'm hunkering down, and we're going to let this resolve itself, which it did. I believe he died uh-huh. for it. He won by the greatest landslide in presidential history. This was right after women got the votes. Don't blame us. And then Coolidge won by the second biggest landslide, following in his footsteps and carried on that laissez-faire winning recipe, even though Wilson had just been in there, total CFR creation. And those guys held down the fort as long as they could. But then came Hoover and the crash and they prolonged the crash and they brought us war. And it was basically all downhill from there. But I do think that Warren Harding and Calvin Coolidge were the ones who did the most for this country by holding firm to the small federal government laissez-faire approach that was promised. Whether it was truly enshrined in the Constitution, I can't say, but it was certainly what was sold to the American people after the Revolution as being what the system was going to be. And those guys, because they were good faith administrators who understood the system and they supported it, Uh, They are my favorites. And I'm not happy with Trump and this USMCA. I'm very unhappy with it. I think it is the the foundation stone of of a new globalist order. And but I'm not in favor of the impeachment, even though I absolutely object to this. Uh, The the USMCA, I also object to the impeachment. And I want to get into some of the nitty gritty because my number one objection to the whole impeachment thing is that is the vagary, is the exploitation of of the ability to have any kind of nuance. I mean, language is nuance. Law is nuance, believe it or not. It is not a computer model. It is not an Excel spreadsheet. And that's why I actually did better in business school than law school, because law takes getting the hang of real justice, true. That's why we have a common law system. It's so nuanced that you have to have a case-by-case basis. You can't just write it down. That you have to have a case-by-case basis to tease out every nuance in every marginal case. And these people who we have entrusted with the law are abusing it egregiously, in my opinion. So let's take away the nuance and try to put some meat on those bones. Okay, Binkley. So one thing 
I want to I want to I want to I want to get to the punchline first and then maybe we pull back and talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff of how this stuff really happens. I want to listen to clips 19 and 20. Do you want to lay out exactly where the clips came from and then I'll tell you what I who this guy is and what I think it means? Yeah, these clips are from an interview done by One News Network. And One American News Network, O-A-N-N. Yeah, that's correct. And I found them on the No Agenda podcast with Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. And and what who but what we're about to hear. So there was a, I heard a longer version of this. Yeah. But uh, somebody actually tweeted it at me this morning also, and uh, I heard a longer version of this. I want to cut it down just because it's very long to just the what this the Ukrainian guy is saying. But who is asking him this question? This reporter. When was it recently? Oh, this is the One News Network reporter, and this was on December fifth, and they interviewed some of the officials over in Ukraine. Okay, so I'll tell you who this guy is. So she asks him, I I believe the setup here is that she is saying this Lutsenko, this is what happened. And and some of the other clips that we can play later lay this out as well. There was a a prosecutor, Shokin, in Ukraine who wasn't going after the people we wanted and our Soros affiliates over there wanted them to go after. And the ownership structure of Burisma is a little screwy. Like they were going after, they keep saying he he wouldn't go after Burisma. I think it's who he wouldn't go after was Zlochevsky, who was the former owner of Burisma, if I understand correctly. So I really don't know where the interests lie, why they wanted people, some to be pursued and some people not to be pursued. But Biden and that whole cabal were unhappy with this guy Shokin because he was not prosecuting Zlochevsky. That, as far as I can tell, is is indisputable. Then there's this famous moment at the CFR on a panel when Biden says, I went over there and I told those guys, you fire Shokin. He doesn't say Shokin, but he says, you fire your prosecutor or you're not going to get this billion dollar aid package. So Biden said that for sure. Then... He said in the CFR thing, so they did fire the guy and they put in a good guy, a solid guy. And he and he knocks the CFR guy on the arm. Solid. (laughs) That solid guy, if the timeline holds, and I think this reporter also confirms that, is Lutsenko. He was a prosecutor who we thought would be on our side because Yanukovych, the corrupt but democratically elected president whom we instituted a coup against because he cut a deal with Putin instead of the EU. That guy was corrupt, but we took him out, which we had no right to do. That guy was Yanukovych, and he had this guy, Lutsenko, in jail for a couple of years. And so we thought that Lutsenko would be on our side, I think. this Now, this is me interpreting, but I've done a fair amount yeah. of work on it, and that's what I think happened. So Lutsenko ends up being the one thing this system cannot tolerate, which is, I think, what happened to Kennedy and Nixon and Reagan, is a man who isn't controlled. So that's who I think Lutsenko is. And he had said, and I had brought this out myself. I had brought this out already anyway. You and I talked about it on Drive Time News Blast, which Travis might enjoy if you're still listening, Travis. Go to Propaganda Report. In any podcast feed, you'll find it. But I talked about this. Lutsenko said Yovanovitch, the ambassador to Ukraine, had given him or read off to him or asked him to 
write down a do not prosecute list because they were going after an anti-corruption NGO, non-governmental organization, that is basically a joint venture between the U.S. federal government and George Soros to control who does and who does not get pursued by the anti-corruption activities of the proper Ukrainian government. Now, to control that, you that's what I think is really going on behind the scenes with Ukraine, is that it's very, very corrupt. And everyone's just in there trying to get their share of it. Nobody's trying to clean up the corruption, except for maybe this guy, Lutsenko. He's very hard to understand, but the clips are fairly short. Let's listen to what he has to say. Can let's start with clip 19. And we spoke normally, and she asked me to change some old uh, deputies. But then she asked me about uh, to close case of one person. Then the, I said, no, it is impossible. I couldn't uh, close any case without investigation. So I took a piece of paper on my table, and I, uh, I write these three, uh, uh, not cases, but synonyms, Pesko, Leshenko, Shabunin, okay, okay, Miss Ambassador, Madam Ambassador, uh, let's continue your untouchable list. Uh, she asked me, why are you so serious? And then I uh, destroyed this list, so, while I am general prosecutor, no president, no um, ambassador could give me uh, or could announce me such lists that was the full story so uh, she ran immediately from the office and my uh, boy in in uh, near office doors asked me what you told her his red face uh, very angry i didn't agree to re- receive any orders to open or to close criminal cases What'd you do to make her mad this time, Lutsenko? He, so he got, he made her mad. And that no prosecution list was that he just rattled off was Costco, who was an assistant prosecutor to Shokin, who we were trying to push out. And he resigned in disgrace when Shokin remained in place. I think that was how it works, if I recall correctly, and went to a company called Transparency International, like one of these, what I think these anti-corruption companies or think tanks or organizations are really ways to claw back money from corrupt people, but put it not back into the coffers of the company. I think there's a big international scam on this anti-corruption thing. Well, this Transparency International that the first guy became affiliated with, the U.S. arm of it was disaccredited by the mothership in Germany because it was deemed to be or rumored to be a front for corporations. So they they gave Hillary Clinton like Person of the Year Award. They also gave Bechtel Corporation Person of the Year Award. They were funded by Exxon, among others, and Exxon was in favor of our coup. So there's a lot going on with that guy. Lushenko, he talks about, was a, a journalist and another anti-corruption guy in parliament. So she is trying to get Lutsenko not to go after the corruption guys. And then the last guy, Shabunin, is another, it was in the Anti-Corruption Action Center, which is the Soros organization. I'm going to wrap, but what do you got there? And then we'll do the next clip after the break. Lutsenko, this interview is a response to the testimony that Ambassador Yovanovitch gave mm-hmm. to Congress, and he's contradicting what she said. Now, remember, she's the one that was also mentioned or referenced in the 
the transcript of the phone call that everybody got on Trump for saying that she's bad news. Right. And she was bad news. And then she said she felt intimidated and pushed out. And I went back and I had seen somewhere that the normal term for an ambassador, at least for an ambassador of Ukraine, was three years. So I went back to see she was there for two and a half years. Her predecessor was there for three years. His predecessor was there for three and a half years. And his predecessor was there for three years. So she served almost a full term. It was completely expected that she would be gone. The whole story around her is bogus. And this is a very important important part, a very instrumental element in the propaganda campaign that's coming out of this impeachment investigation. So let's get that other clip right after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wait a minute. This is the future. We're all the phaser guns. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I'm back, and we have a special caller on the line that I have to take right away. Friend of the show and of voter GA fame, wanting to comment on this uh, Ukraine clip that we just played. Garland, hello. You're on. Hey, Thanks for calling. How are you? Monica, thank you so much for uh, putting that clip on the air. Um, it, great. Um, it's, it's just amazing um, that you are explaining this to the people that it was actually Lysenko who received this do, do not call verbal list from Yovanovitch. And I was so glad that you, you mentioned that because so many people don't know that. And then the other thing I wanted to add to it, and I, I, you may have mentioned this, but Victor Shokin, the guy who was, uh, uh, who Biden wanted fired, yep. he, he had just opened an investigation into Burisma, and he had freezed uh, assets for Slachewski, who was the owner of, of Burisma, just the month prior to Biden doing the uh, wanting him to be fired. So that was in February of 2016, and Carly, then Biden tried to get him fired in March of 2016. I so, I've seen conflicting information about that. There's something weird about it. And at one point, Biden says it's not that he was prosecuting; he was investigating Burisma. Is that he? wasn't that upset me and and when he when i first heard biden say that and i looked into it i thought there might have been some truth to it so maybe there was something going on where they were trying to get zlochevsky and not you know what i mean i think there is something more to this i think we have to do more research yeah so um i found i've been researching this as well a lot for a presentation i'm going to make and right, i got to hold on there are hold ukrainian hold, hold, hold. court documents hold through the break garland oh okay hold on Okay, so that, can you put them on hold there, Rachel? Um, So, yeah, okay, let's do that. I just want to hear what Garland has to say because this was an issue that I think has some contradictory evidence out there right after the break. And hang on, Mike, I'll get to you too. This is Monica Perez.